I actually feel that there's been a benefit to us in starting our customer function journey without too many processes and tools. Welcome to the Hyper Engage podcast. We are so happy to have you along our journey. Here, we uncover bits of knowledge from some of the greatest minds in tech. We unearth the hows, whys, and whats that drive the tech of today. Welcome to the movement. Hello, it's Taylor. I'm here with Adil and a beautiful guest, Estelle from Arctic Shores. Thank you all for joining us today. Hi, Adil. Hi, Taylor. Nice to meet you, Estelle. Okay, Estelle, let's, um, I would love to just have a little brief intro on you, kind of how you got into this role, this journey that you're on. And then if you could take it away also, describing a little bit about, you know, the product, the brand and that. Of course. So, well, I have spent my whole career um, working um, in companies and causes that I care passionately about. So I actually started out um, in, in politics um, and then moved into kind of public policy consulting. And through that journey, I met an incredible person um, called Robert Murie, who's one of the co-founders of Arctic Shores, um, and the CEO. And to cut a very long story short, just around the time that um, Robert and Safe, our founders, were thinking about building out their senior leadership team, I was looking for the next career challenge. And it was really important for me that not only did I get to use the sort of the commercial and the business and the scale-up experience that I had from my previous um, 20 years of working, but that I was coming to work in an organization that had a very clear mission and vision and something that I cared deeply about. And um, Arctic Shores, that, that mission is all about helping um, companies to discover the potential um, of the candidates that they are looking at to hire. Um, and then about providing candidates with the opportunity to demonstrate the potential that they've got. So we are um, a really exciting, disruptive HR tech company, and we have um, an online assessment which is based in very established neuroscience and psychometrics, but is very novel in the way that approaches assessment. I don't know if either of you have had to complete uh, an assessment for any job that you have ever had, but the kind of the traditional approach where it is a very, um, it's a questionnaire and you're sitting there going, you know, what do they want the answer to be? What, what would I like to be? What do I think the correct answer is to get me this job? So we call that a self-report assessment. And they're, they're, you know, they have their limitations, let's put it that way. And at Arctic Shores, Robert and Safe were passionate about improving the candidate experience and, and enabling this potential to be uncovered. And so what we've created is an online assessment that has got a number of tasks that are completed by the candidate. But the, diff the unique thing about these is there's no right or wrong answer. It's about enabling the candidate to demonstrate their natural strengths and their potential and the way that they approach things or think about things. 
And then the way that the candidate approaches the assessment, we then map that against the particular strengths that we know are likely to um, determine potential success in that role. We're on a mission at Arctic Shores to scrap the CV. Um, they are a terrible predictor of likely um, high performance in a role. They are steeped in bias. And so we are all about providing um, individuals that opportunity to kind of demonstrate their natural strengths and their potential and, and, and the companies to see it. And the other thing that we are really passionate about is what that experience is like for that candidate. So, you know, we've all applied for those jobs and had the horrendous application form, the horrible interview, um, that, that traditional psychometric assessment. And not only is the assessment itself much more engaging and, 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 and fun to, to, to complete, but once a candidate's taken the assessment, they immediately get sent a report, not telling them whether they've been successful or not, but just providing them with a few insights into their natural strengths that might help them on their career path, even if they're not successful in the particular job they've been applying for in this case, it helps, to, to, it helps them to give a little bit of, um, of insight based on neuroscience and psychometrics into what their natural strengths might be. And, and the feedback we get from our candidates is they, they, they love it. Interesting, really interesting. So uh, talking about uh, nurturing the potential of the candidates uh, and which they're, it is, it is not so easy for them to even come up with and they, they don't have, you know, you can say visibility into who they are and what is the biggest potential that they carry. So working with customers like BBC and PwC and all these uh, big giants, what is, could you explain, uh, touch on, uh, you know, your, your onboarding process? What is your thought process while engaging with, uh, you know, businesses as big as this? They have diverse teams, they have diverse uh, departments, hierarchy is pretty different. So how do you guys approach as, uh, you know, as, as somebody uh, that is going to transform their, their employee experience? Well, I mean, the, the first the first thing, and I, and I think really the important thing, um, is is actually an internal thing in the relationship between the sales team and the customer function, and we are really hot on that, so that the experience for any new customer feels really joined up and doesn't feel like you know they're starting all over again. And I guess what we're really focusing on in that transition period is what is the specific problem that that customer is trying to address by, um, by deciding to, to work with us at Arctic Shores. Um, and then it is um, depending on um, which platform um, our customer is using, there is a process then of really helping to guide um, that customer to identify what are the success criteria that are likely to be most pertinent for the roles that they are, um, you know, that they're hiring for. And we've got kind of two pathways for that. One is in our um, platform, Una, drawing on everything that we've learned from the upwards of 3 million candidates that have taken the Arctic Shores assessment. And we're able to guide those companies to select, to self-select the success criteria that's most likely to um, determine 
um, success in, in that particular role. But we have also got the most incredible team of amazing, talented business psychologists who are, you know, very expert um, in guiding our customers, um, understanding what success might look like, like in that company, um, drawing on their experience, um, and so really working together to establish that success criteria. And the really lovely thing about that from, I guess, a customer success perspective is that it really kind of deepens the relationship and, the, and our understanding of that company right at the very start of the relationship. And then it's about understanding, you know, their broader recruitment process, not just not just being centered on our product, but thinking about their whole holistic recruitment process. And, and I guess that would be a piece of advice I would give to, you know, to any company or any customer success team is you are likely to be but one piece of their overall jigsaw, their overall business profile, their overall pain points. And so it's about not just thinking um, about your product, but about thinking about the customer and their business and their business strategy and their pain points and their pressures and trying then to onboard them in a way that fits really nicely and helps to address those pain points. And um, so think less about, just, don't just think about, oh, what features do I need to enable them on? How do, what do I need to tell them? It's about what should I be asking? How should I be listening? And, you know, in, in my experience, that's where you get the magic happens in onboarding, mm -hmm. on, in onboarding. And, and of course we all know that that is critical um, to, mm -hmm. to a great start. And then I think you wanna make sure that you're, you are, you know, onboarding is, isn't a moment, it, it's, a, it's a process. But I think that what you want to be thinking about by, by the end of that process is having that, that, that very clear picture of what are the key milestones for my customer, what you know, what's else happening in their business? Um, you know, when do we need to be demonstrating that value? What's the best way for me to articulate that value back to that customer and do it in a way that's going to help um, with their internal stakeholders, with the things that they need to be reporting on and showing? So it's really about putting um, putting yourself in the in the place of the customer. I mean, my background, I, I spent many years working not in SaaS businesses, but in consultancy businesses. And the, the kind of the measure for success in those businesses is really clearly about becoming a trusted advisor to your client. And while that, you know, we might think that that, you know, that that feels like a quite a heavy touch and a and a heavy way for a, you know, what we might be talking about, oh, low-touch customers and you know, that, that that we don't need to guide them so much, they need to help themselves. And I think that's right, of course, at one level, but you still want to try and become a trusted advisor to your customer, even if it's only about a very small thing, it's it's that relationship and, and the onboarding moment is the more, you know, is a really critical moment to do that. But Absolutely. it's got to be focused on driving value from the product and addressing those pertinent business needs and problems to solve. Absolutely, absolutely. And crossing bridges for your customers, walking in their shoes and uh, replacing them, uh, you know, how you would feel as uh, somebody taking this service product. So you recently mentioned uh, in the off record that you are trying to build a SaaS model, a self-serve model. How big of a challenge that was? 
Um, it's it's a brilliant challenge. I mean, so Arctic Shores um, is about eight years old now, and we have been fortunate um, to work with some incredible, you know, brands like PwC, KPMG, Accenture, Coca-Cola, Siemens, Airbus, BBC, I could go on. And what we've seen over the, the kind of the earlier years of Arctic Shores is the impact that our assessment has in terms of a better candidate experience, driving, taking unconscious bias out of the recruitment process, which then has a fantastic impact on more diverse, greater diversity, mm -hmm. whether that's thinking about gender, whether that's thinking about ethnicity or social mobility, which is an area that in the UK, we're seeing companies really focusing on more and we have been able to see that impact and, and what we then wanted to do as a business and and because we're so passionate about um you know a, a world of work where potential matters just as much as skills and experience we wanted to try to create a platform that that would enable us um to work with companies who might not be quite so big as a pwc mm -hmm. or, or BBC. And that is where our um, newer platform, Una, um, is, is coming in. And that is um, in our early adopter stage. But we've got some incredible companies um, already using it and getting some great results. And the way that that's different is that what we've done is we've taken the learnings that we've had from the 3 million plus candidates that have taken the assessment and the work that our business psychologists have done with our customers. And we've built some of that, that guided journey into selecting the success criteria into our UNA platform, um, you know, which, you know, which provides opportunities um, for, for a broader range of companies who also care about um, you know, removing bias, who've also mm -hmm. got you know, time pressures and resource pressures um, on screening. Mm -hmm who also recognize how useless the CV is as a way to identify talent. And the other thing we're seeing, which I think is really interesting, um, is, you know, I think everyone's talking more and more about um, the skills crisis. And you can, I think the, the World Economic Forum have predicted that by 2030, so not that long away, about 90 million jobs will have been lost through to, because of, you know, automation, AI. But much more excitingly, I think about the same number of jobs, new jobs will have been created because of new technology or because of, you know, focus on things like addressing, you know, the green issues, et cetera. But what that means is that you have got all of these companies um, who need to hire people in roles that just haven't existed. Mm -hmm. So how can they hire based on experience when nobody's got that experience? And, and that in part is where, um, you know, where we're working is, is those um, opportunities and those roles where there's just no, there's nobody's got the experience um, and you've got to look to potential transferable skills, um, who's got the, you know, the cognitive ability, the learning ability to, to learn new skills, to be able to do that role. And, and that is absolutely where our assessment comes in. And, and that's really where our customer success managers are having great success and then being able to expand the areas and the roles that our customers uh, might be working with us. That's amazing. 
I'm I'm really glad also Estelle that you you kind of bridge the gap between I mean the core of Arctic Shores, which is you know you're kind of taking this people this feature of you know being really intimate with someone and having to run that process in order to select the type of people that you want to be a part of your team while integrating it with technology and finding that balance. So can you kind of just like dive into because we're I feel like we're getting into um, definitely on the corporate side of the world and business where so many companies are focused on the people, but they're unsure how to correctly balance or how to balance the people and the tech and how to integrate those and join them and drive decisions. So can you dive a little bit into that and how Arctic Shores does that and is thinking of that? So. Yeah, well, I think there's two things I would say here. The first is that um, I think I mentioned that the um, our candidates, every candidate who takes the assessment gets a report that that shares a little bit about their natural strengths. And I think that's a brilliant example of where you can use technology to at scale create a much more unique, personalized, person-centric recruitment experience. So that's, that's, I think, one really nice example of how technology and human needs can come together and actually technology, technology can improve that. And then I think the second thing is um, one of the things that, that, that I hear from our customers is that when they work with us, they're because before they were working with us, they might have been like screening CVs and looking at CVs and sifting out candidates based on their experience. Now, that is clearly a very time consuming effort. What we are working with our customers is to able to help them sift in candidates with to, to progress to the next stage. I've got the right sort of potential, the right natural strengths. And because you know, what happens is the candidate takes the assessment and then the recruiter, the company gets, you know, gets a score or, or a rating. It's a much more effective and, and, and time effective um, uh, activity for those recruitment teams. And what that enables them to do is to take that resource they were spending, you know, sifting through those CVs and put that into in thinking about the interview, thinking about a much better interview experience and freeing up that resource for those real value add human elements. So I think that's just a couple of examples. Um, mm. So where, where that- uh, This, you know, this one very thing, this one very thing definitely separates you from a lot of talent acquisitions and recruiters that actually, yeah, they, their job is to make sure they enable the candidates to be a best fit uh, for for you know different placements in different companies for any role, but again they're not working so much hands on. A lot of them that I uh, hands on with with candidates to be able to qualify them on a, on a potential level, like to uplift their potential to basically nurture the best of them. Uh, that that's cool. So let's talk more about uh, what is uh, how big is your team? I know that you've been there for about eight years, and uh, you are a team of hundred people altogether. Uh, around 100 people. So how big is your team leading as a customer success, uh, customer chief customer officer? So you must be taking yes. care of all the support operations, sales, uh, success operations yourself. Yes, just to correct. Actually, tomorrow is my two-year anniversary at Arctic Shores. I'll be an Arctic Shores explorer for two years tomorrow. So the company is about wow. eight years old, but I'm, I just came on board two years ago. And mm. um, the customer, the customer team, and um, we've got three areas that sit under that team. 
And the first is our professional services team, who I mentioned our amazing team of business psychologists. And we then have a team of customer success managers who are obviously responsible day to day for ensuring that our customers are getting the maximum value out of the product. And they are also responsible for renewals and expansion to so their commercial um, a commercial and, and revenue team. And then the third team is our amazing community and support team who are really focused on that candidate experience. Um, and making sure that as the candidate goes through the, the assessment that they're supported, that we're answering any questions, and they're obviously managing any, you know, any technical support tickets um, that come through. Mm. So those are the three teams within our um, customer success function. And I guess okay. as, a, as a very new function, really, I mean, we I, I sort of described us as, a, as maybe a toddler, um uh now you know our focus really is um in i think in three areas one is around that customers for life proposition and really thinking about how do we make our customers for life and i'm really happy to say that this year we've had a couple of um customers who've moved from one role to the other and and, and taken us with them which is i think the absolute the litmus test of great a great product and, and great service and we're really focusing on metrics and data and we've got a big job to do in, in really evolving and 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 becoming more mature um, in how we approach that. And that's really going to be an area of focus um, for, for the team next year. Um, and then the third element, I think this is a really important thing for any customer, um, customer leader or aspiring customer leader is, you know, obviously we've got the, 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 the role that you expect in terms of managing the day-to-day, -day, making sure customers are you know, having a good experience, that customer journey is right, that they're renewing, that they're growing. But I think the, 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 the second part of it that I think is, is so important from a strategic perspective and, and also you know, from a business perspective and anyone that's got ambitions to get to the C-suite, I think really needs to think about this um, is how do you make sure that, you know, that you are bringing that voice of the customer back into the business? So, you know, I, I think that we're in a hugely privileged position in our customer team because we get to see the value and the, the great benefits every day in the front line. Now, you know, sometimes if you're having a bad day and something isn't quite going to plan, you get the downside of that. But we get see all of the hard work of our, our devs, our amazing product team, you know, our operations team, our mark, the hard work of our sales and marketing team, everything that sits behind, we are the ones that get to see it in the marketplace day to day. And therefore, we've got, I think, a responsibility to share that with those teams. And, and you know, not the, the product team, I think, is the, is the obvious place. But I think it doesn't just stop at the product team. So, you know, Carly, our, um, my, my peer um, on the SLT, who's our chief revenue officer, is, you know, thinking about well, what should, what's our ICP? Where, you know, where do we go? And I think we've got a big responsibility in the customer team to be saying, well, this is the use case that we see working brilliantly. This is what we find challenging that, you know, and, and so one of the things um, that, that I love about being a chief customer officer mm -hmm. is that you've got, you know, you've got an excuse to speak to everybody in the business. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's about it. You know, uh, people look up to you, and you are taking decisions like high level decisions every day. And uh, you got to make sure the sustainability of systems, and uh, also at the same time the revenue. So, uh, talking on uh, your uh, entire customer success team, just about that team. Uh, what kind of technologies have you incorporated? You mentioned about data analytics. You're about analytics. And you also mentioned that you are going to incorporate the SaaS model, I would say more self-served model or maybe tech touch model. So how does that play out uh, right now? Is that is that incorporated or not as yet? So it what is. is the process around it? Yeah. So in terms of what we are using at the, at the moment, so um, HubSpot um, is a CRM that we are using at the moment. Um, our big kind of project um, is as a business, we, we, have, we use Snowflake. And one of the things that we need to be thinking about and doing is taking that data from Snowflake and bringing it into, um, not just at the moment, it's very much used by our team of data scientists and psychometricians who are thinking about the data from the, the perspective of our product. Um, but um, SAFE, our co-founder and chief technology officer and I have just been talking about how we need to, to start to evolve that, to feed that into the customer team. Um, but it's, you know, it is HubSpot that is our, our focus both for thinking about our, um, you know, our day-to-day -day customer engagement, um, our ticket management, our MPS, our surveys. Um, at the moment, that's also the biggest thing piece for any CCO or any, any CSM for me is adoption. And Absolutely. It's, you know... The, the most critical journey is, is the adoption. You know, the better customer adopts and lands into the platform, the better it will retain, expand, and all of that. So adoption is what have you done in terms of technology? Like uh, how you translate data from the product or maybe platforms uses data so people can navigate, like customer-facing people can navigate the usage, the potential, the health uh, of, of, the, of the customer. So apart from HubSpot, HubSpot is mainly a CRM. Are you using any kind of... Uh, you know, of course, you might be using uh, mix panel or amplitude or segment for product usage records, all the activities and everything. How does that data translate into the customer success team that actually operates and they are the front runners? Yeah, so um, I mentioned to you that we are a toddler um, and we are in the on the journey, <laughs> making sure that, that at the moment that data um, sits within it sits as raw data um, for us, which obviously is is an imperfect solution for our CSMs and and really for the whole business. But that for me is a fundamental um, priority. Maybe maybe uh, I would just guess. Uh, still, I would just guess that prior to this, you were working. You've been working with big giants like PwC and DBC and all these. Uh, accounting firms and uh, you had like sort of high touch model and you were assigned like account managers that are working really, really hands-on with customers. But now you're tapping into the small to mid-market uh, uh, more into and building a self-self uh, model. You would need tools like dedicated customer success tool that brings data and translate and push inside the action-driven data for customer success team. You would also think about having some sort of automation on, on, uh, on knowledge base, like on trainings, like 
tools like customer data and a lot of tools that are there. I'm sure you're already planning on that. Yeah, and Adil, I'm going to bring you into my budget meeting with my CEO and, and you can make the case for me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the, the moment you mentioned that you're trying to tap into and you, that is why you're building a self-serve or SaaS model, you're trying to help local like small businesses, mid-market-sized businesses as well. So that is why you, know, you need less people to serve more accounts, more customers for that we automation. Absolutely. We are on a scale-up journey. And I should say we are adding to our portfolio of customers rather than moving away from, from our roots. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. So just you've been here for about two years now. I'm sure you're sitting at, at a, at a C-suite uh, executive seat. So what is that your goal like uh, in terms of revenue, in terms of customer acquisition for the next two years? Yeah, so... Um, we are on a very high, I'm not, we're a very fast growing company. I'm not sure, I'm mm. just thinking, I'm not sure how much of this commercial information I'm, I can share with you on, on this. As um, long as you think you can share, you can share. Uh, <laughs> and we can always take it out, so don't worry. Well, I'm gonna, we can always I'm take gonna, it out. <laughs> no, I'm going to be um, canny and, and cautious and say that, you know, we, the last two years we've grown by, by, um, around 50%. We are our NRR, which is obviously a key mm -hmm. metric for us. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's sitting um, at 116% um, today, wow. which is a great result, mm -hmm. especially when we're doing that maybe without, you know, some of the, um, the automations and the things mm -hmm. that we we are, as a toddler, we're just looking to invest in. But actually, I think that speaks to something really important um, and something, so of course, data, automation, um, all of that, super important. But I actually feel that there's been a benefit to us in starting our customer function journey without too many processes and tools. Because mm. culture, focusing on customer relationships, understanding our customers, spending that time, um, I actually think is a brilliant place to start. And of course, to scale up, we then need those processes, some of those tools, but I think that there is a risk and I see it, see a bit of it in customer success. People are almost hiding behind automation, process, data. Mm. Yes, it is important, but the clue is in the title, customer. You've got to know your customers. You've got to talk to, you know, and, and you know, it, of course, I think that that, pers that perspective is going to evolve as we grow out the types of companies that we're working with. And, yeah. you know, I, I totally get that. But I, I, I always say, particularly if you're starting, you know in a new company or in a new sector starting a new role do not hide behind automation and processes and data look that's one important part but you know be in your customer orbit be in your customer space you know, don't just go to customer success events go to the sector events of the of the sectors that your customer base is in read their trade press you know get the google alerts There's for your 
customers, like live and breathe their sector, and then you'll know what their problems are. And you will have much more credibility with your customer base. So that, that's my little bit of advice knowing. for anyone that wants to hear it. Loved it. Absolutely. That knowing, knowing customer is the number one rule of serving the customer better. So on your, on, on your uh, concern about hiding behind technology is like is something that absolutely resonates with us as well because we are also a tech company and we try to uh, not only incorporate technology but also need to understand what technology means, what what that data means for that customer. So to be able to uh, you know understand that data point to be able to serve better. And I think you learn, it helps you to interpret the data much, much more effectively. Um, yes. If you've got those little nuggets and you get those aha moments from a, yeah. from a customer conversation. Um, and, and the other thing, and maybe, you know, is, is around the kind of picking up the phone um, <laughs> or, or, you know, the, the, the connection. Like I, you know, I, I, this might make me feel old, but you know, I, I sometimes was speaking to colleagues and they'll be saying, Yeah, I'm struggling with this. And I had this email exchange, I've been slacking with my customer. And I said, Well, have you had a conversation? Oh, hmm. I'm like, have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Like bring it back, bring it back. Bring it back. Step away from the slack. Step away <laughs> from the message. No step email. <laughs> Have, have a chat. Loved it. Have a chat. Loved it. Loved it. We we'll love it. We'll definitely love to uh, connect one more time in a few months. It was such an amazing conversation. And uh, beside everything else, the fact that I love so much that a consultancy uh, scope of service is trying and transitioning into a product, which is, which is so big and serving to a small scale to mid-market, like smaller businesses, uh, not just like uh, recruitment firms and uh, tech acquisition teams serving, working closely with Dell and these big uh, customers. So I love that. Thank you very much, Estelle, for taking the time today. And uh, it was an incredible conversation and, and it was so powerful for our team and also our audience to learn about how this all works when it comes to people and bringing and working on their potential to be their best. So great. Uh, I wish you good luck. Thank you. Thank it's been you my so pleasure. Much. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Estelle. Thank you so very much for staying with us on the episode. Please share your feedback at adil at hyperengage.io. We definitely need it. Uh, we will see you next time with another guest on the stage with some concrete tips on how to operate better as a customer success leader and how you can empower engagements with some building some meaningful relationships. We qualify people for the episode just to make sure we bring the value to the listeners. Do reach us out if you want to refer any CS leader. Until next time, goodbye and have a good rest of your day.